All right, let's get in the word. Let's get in the word. Let's all stand, or we're going to pray over the word, and then we're going to go ahead and go forth. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Father, that you will unite us in the spirit, Father. Father, that you will give us an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to this ministry, oh, Father, at this time, Father. Father, we give your Holy Spirit permission to hover and rest in this place, Father. Father, right now, we ask that you, Father, will turn us into students, oh, Father. You are the teacher, oh, Father. Father, use my tongue as a pen of a ready writer, Father, to speak the things concerning your kingdom. And we thank you right now, Father, for what you are about to do in the midst of this place in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we're starting on a new series. Okay, we're starting on a new series. Uh, this series is going to be very impactful to your walk. Uh, like I told you guys over the prayer call, for those who weren't on the prayer call, do not miss it. You need, you're going to have to take this series. You're going to have to take it back. All of the series you want to study. Okay, you want to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, one that rightly divides the truth. And the dividing of the truth will be in a split decision. Okay? Y'all hear, hear me? The dividing of the truth will be in a split decision. It will come in a split decision. You'll have to make a decision extremely quick. You won't have time to think, ponder, pray. Some things you're just going to get hit with immediately, and you're going to have to make a decision. And so that's when it comes in where the Bible says that to study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, one that rightly divides the word of truth. Because every situation and circumstance, the Father expects us to do it according to his word. Say his word. His word. Not our word. Okay, because if it's our word, then it's several different words. It's only his word that brings us together. It's not our words. It's not, it's his mind that makes our mind one. <laughs> it's never ours. It's always his. Say his. his. So the title of this series is The Works of the Holy Spirit. The Works of the Holy Spirit. Okay, how does the Holy Spirit work things in me? How does the Holy Spirit work things out of me? How does the Holy Spirit work in an environment? We need to know. And this ministry is a ministry that reveals the Father. Okay? It re he re this is a ministry that reveals the Father. This is our mantle, is to reveal the Father. Everything we do and say, we are to reveal the Father. So we have talked about the Father and talked about the Father, and we know that we are children. Amen? We know without a shadow of a doubt that we are children. Typically, when you come into to ministry, the Holy Spirit is one of the first things that's taught to us. We don't learn the Father. We learn the Son, but we learn them in physical form. We don't learn them in spiritual form. So we don't see how we are like him except the way we act. We don't know that our spirit and his spirit are the same spirit. The same spirit that is in Jesus, was in Jesus when he walked this planet, is in you once you are born again. The Bible says that Christ is our seed. That's important because the Bible said we have been born again through that seed. Christ is our seed. God is our father, but Christ is our seed. 
This is the Father's plan, but everything we do, we do it through the Son. So we know that this is the Father's plan. We know that we're his children. We know that we're like Christ, that we're heirs of God and joint heirs with him, with Jesus. But the part that we're going to talk about during this series, throughout this series, is the works of the Holy Spirit in the life of a child. Okay? Not the life of a church member. Not the life of a prophet, not the life of a teacher, an evangelist. We want to talk about the Holy Spirit in the life of a, child, of a child. We want to see the Holy Spirit through the eyes of the Father. Father, why did you send this Spirit? Father, why did you do this? Until we know the why, we can't function in it. And so the works of the Holy Spirit has to do with the function. The function. Say function. So the teaching on today is called the understanding the Godhead through distribution of all things. Because if we're going to understand the Holy Spirit, we have to first understand how it operates and it functions in the Godhead. Amen? We have to know that. Or we'll think that they all do the same thing. Or, oh, I'm not going to start. Or we won't bother to investigate so we won't know. And we'll live this Christian life our whole life, Chris, and we'll never know how to engage the Father. It's not a scripture in the Bible that tells you to pray to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's not a scripture in the Bible that tells us to pray to Jesus. Jesus emphatically tells us, pray to the Father. Worship the Father. Amen? So let's get into this on today. So the works of the Holy Spirit now is a series. Now, in my church experience, I came up in apostolic Pentecostal. Any of y'all in here? Any apostolic Pentecostals in here? So I came up in, where, in a church where they would dance, they would clap their hands, they would, do, they would play the music until the Spirit came. <laughs> we didn't need no instruments. We will clap Jesus on the main line. Come on now. See, y'all stop. <laughs> but we would do that until the Spirit came. But in, while we were engulfed in the Spirit, Kirby, we didn't know what to do. We knew to get the Spirit in there to hear the word, but what do we do after we have the Spirit? What, what do we do after the Spirit is in, in a room, in our life? We can say, I feel the Holy Spirit. Okay, now what? <laughs> now what? We feel the Holy Spirit, but now what? What do we do with it now? And so I came from a ministry in Leesville where the Spirit would get so thick, Terry, that you could not even move. You could not even, and I've never been in a church like that before. But the thing that I learned about that is that you can dive into the Holy Spirit, Renee, and you can get engulfed in the presence of the Holy Spirit, and you would think that that is what the Bible's about. And you never learn that you are his child. You never see yourself as being, as being a son or a daughter, and you never recognize that you have a father. And this is his plan. So we can learn something too early. Or what happens is we learn the works of the Holy Spirit and we can get the Holy Spirit in there and then we focus on gifts. 
But what do we do when we're in a marriage? <laughs> when we're in a relationship and the gifts don't work there. The gifts don't work in marriage. It don't work in raising kids. Okay? You need to understand, you need to understand the functionality of the Holy Spirit in your life. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Because the Holy Spirit is where we live from. It's where we grow from. So we're going to explain the Godhead, but we're going to explain it through the distributions of all things. Y'all got that? We're going to explain it through the distribution of all things because that's the end, end game, right? It's for us to receive all things. We don't want to receive part, part of it. We want to receive everything that the Father has for us. So, there, so you can study scripture and you can look at scripture and just by seeing how he distributes everything, Serena, you can find out, okay, how does this thing function? Y'all ready to dive in? Okay. First, we're going to start with the Father. Now, God is our Father. Father means creator. So he's the father of everything just basically because he created everything. And this is the misunderstanding that the world has because they say, well, he's everybody's father. That's true because he created everybody. But that's why Paul said that we can call him Abba Father. We call him Abba Father. Abba is, is the personal, is when, you, when he's your personal father. Abba deals with him being your personal father. When Jesus is on the cross, he said, Abba, Father. Our cry is Abba, Father. That's personal. That's saying he's my personal father. Yeah, he is the father of the world. And so when we look at the father, turn me down just a little bit more. Get some feedback in these monitors. Um, when we look at the father, we have to understand this, that the father is the creator of all things. Say it with me. Say, the Father, the Father is, the is the creator of all things. So this is his plan. This is his agenda. The Father is the one that did the predestination. He's the one that said, this is who you are. This is who you're going to be. This is where you're going to go. Jesus had nothing to do with that. Holy Spirit had nothing to do with that. The father is the covenant maker. Abba initiated this relationship by making a covenant with himself. Now you can read that in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. He lets us know that he created this covenant. And not only did he create this covenant, the Bible says that by the two immutable things, which is the promise and the oath, he let us know that this thing cannot change. He said, I want to make sure you know. So what I did was I made a promise with myself and an oath to myself that I would give you all things. And I did that so your heart would be anchored in me. So no matter what happened in life or in situations and circumstance, circumstances, your heart will always be anchored in me because of what? That promise and that oath from the covenant that I made with myself that I wanted you. He made a covenant with himself and said, I want to be their father. 
And even if Adam messed it up, I got a backup plan. You have to understand this. Because I'm telling y'all, we're living this life from a natural realm. We were born in sin, and we're trying to live a spiritual life, Chad. And you don't have no idea how proud the Father is of you. That you would just get up and pray. He's proud of you. I know we look at the mistakes. <laughs> I know we look at every, every little mistake we make. We want to beat ourselves up. Because we don't understand how he sees us. This is hard. This is, this is, this ain't not, this is not, it's, it's, look, it's difficult for a child, my son right here, to obey his father 100% of the time and we're in the physical. He see me. He live in my house. I feed him. I take care of him. I buy his shoes. I buy his clothes. And it's still hard for him to obey everything I do. Nobody can expect that. Now, translate that over to the spirit. You're talking about being 100% obedient to a world you have never seen. <laughs> you haven't, you've never seen it. You've never been there. And you're trying to be obedient as you can. You're doing the best you can, am I right? Give, your hand, give yourself a hand praise. Come on, better, do better than that. Because you harder on yourself. Come on, do better than that, stand up. Stand up. Come on, give yourself a hand praise. Because you, you're extremely hard on yourself when you do the wrong thing. <laughs> when you miss it, you act as if you, you act as if you was uh, Pharaoh chasing the children of Israel. <laughs> like he gonna close the water in on you. <laughs> he gonna drown you in the Red Sea. So the father is the covenant maker. He initiated the relationship. So our relationship is with the Father. Amen? Oh, this is going to be controversial. I'm telling you, this is going to be, oh, my God. That was from Kevin Hart. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be controversial. Our relationship is with the Father. Why do I say that? Because Jesus said that. Jesus said he came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to recover the kingdom and a relationship. Let me say it in the correct order. He came to recover a relationship and give us a kingdom. He came to reconcile us back to a father and give us a place to live from. Jesus is the one that said, pray to the father. His disciples asked him, teach us how to pray. This is how you pray, our father. He all of our father. He didn't say pray my father. He said pray our father. Then Jesus is the one that said that the father, Kirby, will meet us in a secret place. He said when you pray and you get in the secret place, the father will meet you there. This is, Je this is the Lord's talking, right? Jesus is the one that said worship the father in spirit and in truth. Jesus is the one that said that the Father is seeking such to worship him. Jesus is the one that said to ask, to seek, and to knock. Jesus is the one that said that the Father is a rewarder. So he said, if you pray, if you fast, if you give, I'll reward you if you do it the right way. Jesus said the Father will reward you if you do it the right way. He didn't say, I will reward you. He didn't say the Holy Spirit will reward you. 
He said the Father would reward you if you sought him diligently and if you did it the correct way. The Father is the giver of good gifts. Amen? The Father is the giver of good gifts. Jesus told him, he said, if you being evil, he said, if you being evil know how to give your kids good gifts, then how much more will your Father in heaven not give you the Holy Spirit? So, in the distribution of all things, Abba is the divine origin of all things. Amen? Abba is a divine origin of all things. Everything comes from him. He is the source. He positioned us to receive all things. In Ephesians 4 and 6, it's not up there. It's, the scripture says that there's one God and Father, and it says that he's over all, that he's through all, and that he's in all. He gave us a kingdom. Jesus said, it pleases my father to give you the kingdom, which was prepared for you before the foundation of the world. So this was his plan all along. Before he said, let there be light, it was the father's plan to release things to us. Romans 8.31. It reads, it says, what then shall we say to these things? It says, if God is for us, who can be against us? So what does that scripture tell us? God is what? He's for us. It's powerful if you see it in the right perspective. He's for us. And if he is for us, who can be against us? <laughs> who can be against us? Sickness? Who can be against us? Poverty? No. Who can be against us? Man? No. He created them. Who can be against us? Satan? No. If he is for us, then who can be against us? Verse 32 says, he did not spare his own son. Now, that's letting you know the, how much he wanted us. He did not spare his own son, but the scripture says that he delivered him up for us all. So how shall he not with him? <laughs> Y'all better eat. I know you heard the scripture before, but you ain't ate it. It ain't in you. It ain't your thought process yet. We get to that point sometimes where we read the scripture, and even if we can recite the scripture, it doesn't mean that we know it. We understand it, that we eat from it, and we live from it. You need to eat the scriptures until you think like the Father. You need to eat the scriptures until you have the mind of Christ. When we was in Nigeria, that's what Bishop Oyedipo told him. He said, he said, the thing about y'all is, he said, y'all read the word, I eat it. It's levels to this. It's levels to this. You got some that read it, you have some that eat it. They consume it. They, which means I want to get the word in me in order to change my life.
So it says, he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give what? Freely give us all things. So like I said, the father in the distribution of all things, the father is the giver. He's the origin. This is his plan. Revelations 4 and 11. It says, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will, they exist and were created. Amen? 1 Corinthians 8 and 6. Now, this is the way you have to see the Godhead. Because if you don't see the Godhead this way, you can't interact properly. And then it's no use to, to you know, talking about, you know, the, the holy, the Godhead represents water. One is solid water, one is ice, and then one is vapor. That does nothing for my life. The Holy Spirit is the egg, God is the shell, then Christ is the yoke, and then the Holy Spirit is the white part. That does nothing for my life. I need to know how do I get the things that he want me to have. First Corinthians 8 and 6 said, yet for us, say us, there is one God, the Father. There is one God, the Father. Now, because we are in him, we are one with him. The reason why, because spirit is not like human. Spirit is indivisible. You cannot divide spirit like you can human. It's several of us in here. In order for us to be one, we would have to think the same. <laughs> when the Bible talks about marriage, it talks about two spirits becoming one flesh. The only way you can take two spirits and make it one flesh is they have to come into agreement. How can two walk together unless they agree? Satan and his whole clique is one spirit. They represent the demonic, which means God and his children are one spirit and we should represent holiness. So it says, yet for us there is one God, the Father. Now, pay attention. All things are from him. Pay attention. All things are from him, and we exist for him. I mean, no, I said it right. That's the next one. You look at the next one. So for us, for us, his children, there is one God, the Father. All things are from him, and we exist for him. So all things are from him, and we exist for him. We are here for him, his purpose. Then it says, and there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, all things are through him, and we exist through him. So we exist for the Father, but through the Son. We don't exist for the Son. We don't exist for the Holy Spirit. We exist for the Father. He is the one who nurtures us, who raises us, who chastises us. 
He is the one that gave us our predestined purpose, our plan. We exist through him. Now, let's talk about the son. The son. Christ Jesus. Now, this, when we talk about the son, Christ is a spirit. Jesus is the body that Christ lived in. We settled on that? Christ is a spirit. God's son is a spirit. Jesus was the vessel that Christ lived in. Christ is the seed of the Father. If you look it up in scriptures, if you do the studying and you look at the Greek word where it says Christ is our seed, it is the Greek word sperm. It's the word sperma, which, we, which, which sperm comes from. So Christ is the Father, the seed of the Father. We have to understand this. The Father did not send Jesus to earth. He didn't send Jesus to earth. He sent Christ to earth. Okay, in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it's not up there. It says that he sent his son in flesh. Study. <laughs> he sent his son in flesh. In Galatians 4 and 7, it says that he sent his son born of a woman. He didn't send Jesus to, Jesus didn't arrive on earth like the Terminator. In Hebrews 10 and 5, it's not up there. Christ said, you don't accept bulls and goats, so you, watch this, you made a body for me. Open it and read it, right? <laughs> it's right there. He said, you don't accept those offerings, so you made a body for me. So this is Christ speaking, saying that you made a body for me because you no longer accept blood sacrifices of animals. That's why Isaiah 9 and 6, it says, For unto us a child is born and a son is given. Right? A child is born, but a son is given. A child is born, but a son is given. A child is born, but the son is given. Who is the child that was born? Jesus. Who is the son that was given? I like this church. So, the son is not the creator of all things. The son is not the creator of all things. Y'all pay attention to me. Don't worry about what them kids are doing. Don't worry about that, okay? The son is the creator. The son, Christ Jesus, is not the creator of all things. Instead, all things were created through him, for him, and without him, nothing exists. The scripture says that he holds all things together, so Christ is our spiritual substance. That's why he said, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. The father is looking at the son, which is spiritual substance. He said, let us, me and you, make man in our image. 
according to our likeness. He wasn't talking to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is not in the image and he's not in the likeness. Then he tells us conform to the image of Christ. Conform to the image of my son. It all connects, right? It all connects. So our relationship is with the father. Christ is the bridge between man and the father. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the father except through, except through me. He's the bridge. He says, I am the door. So we were not supposed to get saved and stop at Jesus. We were not supposed to get saved and sit at the cross and sing hymns. We were supposed to go through Jesus, through the cross, and get to a father. Why? Because the father is the originator of all things. This is his plan. He sent his son. That's why the Bible tells us that he's the propitiation. He's an acceptable sacrifice for the Father to receive us. He's the ransom. That explains itself, right? He's the mediator. The mediator. The mediator between man and God. What do we do with mediation? The person of a mediator is to Reconcile the two parties and go about their business. The son is the image. The son is the image. This is why the Bible tells us to conform to the image. Image. Say image. Image deals with what? Imagination. Imagination happens when you can't see. He said, conform to the image of my son. So even in your darkest hours, you have an imagination of what your life should look like. If you study Jesus, that's why the Bible says, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in you. So that if you can study him, no matter what situation and circumstances you go through, you will have an imagination of what he looks like and you have something to conform to. You can't conform to something if you can't see it. So he had to give him a ministry so that we can study him and that in studying him, we can use our imagination. For instance, if you're going through a wilderness moment and Satan is attacking you, we see, we already saw what Jesus did. We already saw it. When it came to comes to healing, we already saw what he did. When it came to being obedient to the Father, we already saw and heard how he handled the situation. I only do what my father said. When, when it came to religious folks coming up against him, we already saw how that works. When it came to his family not supporting him, come on, we already know. Your mother, your brother, they're out there waiting on you. Who was my mother and brother? He be, Jesus used to, he, Bruce, he, he answered questions that you didn't even ask. 
Your mother, brother, and sister. Who is my mother, brother, and sister? What you mean? <laughs> I'm just saying they're out there. <laughs> he said, the one who does the will of my father. So, the son is not the creator. Instead, all things are created through him. Our relationship is with the father. Y'all agree with that? You better. It's in the Bible. Jesus said it. Our position is in Christ. Now, our position is in Christ, but who positioned us? The Father. So our position is in Christ, but the Father positioned us. We are to live, we are in Christ to live a spiritual life. Our life is in Christ. That's why the Bible says that we have a, in, that we have a, a, a in Christ that we have a new life. All, it said, old things are passed away. In Christ, there's a new life. The scriptures say that our life is hid in Christ. So which means if I never study and I never get a visual understanding of who Christ is, it didn't say that our life is in Jesus. Jesus is what brought us in Christ. It was a sacrifice of the flesh and us accepting what he did on the cross that placed us in Christ. We're not in Jesus. Jesus is a son just like us. What we share with Jesus is Christ, same spirit. That's why he said that he who sanctifies and those that are sanctified are one. So he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Because while he has flesh just like us, we have the same spirit as he has. Amen? So, because we are positioned in Christ, we are to live from that position. The Bible says that we are seated, right? In heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The Bible says that we are children, right along with Jesus. The Bible says that we are heirs of God. Who else is an heir of God? Jesus. That's why we are joint heir with him. Because he's an heir just like we are. John. Chapter 1, verse 1. So now, look, if we are seated and we are children and we are heir, our position is where we pray from, right? That's what we pray from. When you approach the throne of grace, when you go into prayer, you should be praying as one who's seated in heavenly places, far above every demon, every demonic force. You should not be going to the Father, get Satan, Father, get them. No, this is where you're seated. So you don't only pray from there, you worship from there. That's why he said that the, the true worshipers will worship in spirit and they will worship in truth. They will worship in spirit and they will worship in truth. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created, what? Through him. I gotta give you the evidence. All things were created, how? Through him. And apart from him, not one thing that was created that has been created. So nothing exists without Christ. He's the spiritual substance. The Father lays out the blueprints. 
Christ is the material that he builds everything through, and the Holy Spirit is, is the builder. The job of the Holy Spirit is to hover over everything that is created in Christ. That's why the Bible tells us that we are created in Christ unto good works. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, it says, In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. So he ain't talking through prophets. He's not speaking through the law. The other translation literally says it. It says, in times past, he spoke through the law and through prophets, but now he's speaking through his son. Why? Because we're in him. And because we're in him, we can, he we can hear just like he heard. We can hear because where we are planted. It says, in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son. It says, God has appointed him what? Heir what? Heir of all things. So, the Father is the originator. He's the source of, of all things. But Christ is the heir of all things. He's the one that passed it along to us. <laughs> it says, God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. Now, notice this. He made the universe through him. He didn't say he created the universe. He said, let us make man. You, when you create something, it didn't exist. When you make something, you take it from substance that already exists. Y'all with me? Colossians 1 and 15. It says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. <laughs> he existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Verse 16, for through him, say through, for through him God created everything. Trees, moon, sun. It said he made the things we can see and the things we can't see. <laughs> Such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Verse 17. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Now remember, 1 Corinthians 8 and 6 said, Yet for us there is one God, the Father. All things are from him, and we exist for him. And then it says, And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. All things are through him, and we exist through him. The Bible is saying the same thing over and over again, but you have to get the revelation behind it and you have to see it. The issue with scriptural teaching is that everything that we teach, we relate it to a physical thing and we leave it there. Jesus is the door, so people go knocking. No, that's not what that means. It means you go through him to get to something. 
So, in the distribution of all things to mankind, the Son is the DNA to all things. Okay? The Son is the DNA to all things. Show me he's the divine nature access point. Because we have his nature, we have access. Amen? Because we have his nature, we now have access. This is why the Bible, watch this. I can do, huh, I can do all things through, say, I can do all things through Christ. Why can I do all things through Christ? Because all things came through him. Because all things stop at Christ. And the only way that you can get all things from the Father is you have to go through Jesus. You can't go through Muhammad. <laughs> okay? There ain't no philosophy. There ain't no other religion. Actually, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. We are the only one that claim that God is our Father and we are just like him 100%. We are like him 100%. The only thing is that we live in a fleshly body and we got to operate in, a, in earth. So I can do all things through Christ or I can do all things through the word, see? Or I can do all things through the seed or I can do all things through the son. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I even get my strength from Christ. I get my peace from Christ. I get my joy from Christ. Why? Because I have his divine nature. Now, I did all that to get to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but you have to explain it, okay? So that you can access it. Now, the Holy Spirit, thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit is one, Holy Spirit is not a word, all right? Holy Spirit is not a word. Jesus is a word that describes a person. Father is, describes an individual. The Holy Spirit is not a word, that's not a noun. There's no Greek word for Holy Spirit, there's no Hebrew word for Holy Spirit. It's holy and spirit all by them separately, okay? Do your research, study. <laughs> now, so the Holy, holy Spirit is not the title of an individual. Oh, we're gonna go deep into this. Holy Spirit is not the title of a person, an individual. The reason why they call the Holy Spirit a person is because it thinks, it sees, it speaks. But there's not the Father standing there, then the Son standing there, and then the Holy Spirit is, is Jesus, is, is Christ's cousin. Okay, that's not how it works. All right, the Holy Spirit is more, is, is, is oh, I'm trying, I'm trying to do this and not get ahead of myself. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to digress right now <laughs> until I get to that part. So the Holy Spirit is not a word, nor is it the title of an individual. Holy expresses the personality and nature of the spirit. Every black man stand up. Black, 
describes the man. If we had white men in here, they couldn't stand up. You can have a seat. Holy just expresses the nature and the personality of the spirit. We've been taught that it was a, a name of an individual. In scripture, you see, watch this, spirit of God. Is that still the Holy Spirit? Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of truth. And even spirit with a capital S. If you see spirit with a capital S, that's speaking of the holiness of God, that this represents God. If you see it with a capital S, it means the human spirit. What did I say? Capital. If you see lowercase, thank you. If you see lowercase s, it's the human spirit. If you see capital S, it is God's spirit. All right? Now, if you do your studying, and if you read your Bible, even if you look in Scripture, and you, especially with the paper Bibles, you will see that most of the time, holy is, holy is italicized. Anytime you see something italicized in the Bible, that means it wasn't there in the original text. If you do your study about the Nicene Creed, you will find out that they added holy to every scripture in the Bible where there was a capital S in order for the people to understand that we're talking about the nature of God. We made it as if it was an individual it was because they said it was a person. And a person does not mean a, a, a physical being. A, what personifies a person is that you can hear, that you can think, and that you can make a decision. Y'all with me? So, you have the spirit of God, spirit of the Lord, spirit of truth, and of expresses where it comes from and what it represents. So, you have the Holy Spirit, watch this, and then you have a demonic spirit. What's the difference? One is holy, one's demonic. We don't, we don't separate. We don't say that a demonic spirit is one spirit. <laughs> holy spirit is both masculine and feminine. But father and son is purely masculine. Remember, 1 Corinthians 8 and 6 said, Yet for us there is one God, the Father. All things are from him, and we exist for him. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. All things are through him, and we exist through him. Now, our relationship is with the Father through the Son, right? Our relationship, according to Scripture, is with the Father through the Son. But we commune with the Holy Spirit. We fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit our helper. If you look it up in the Greek, it's the Greek word parakletos. If you look it up and you do the research, it means literally to walk alongside one. J. 
Just like with a doctor. You have a doctor, then you have a paramedic. You have a lawyer, then you have a paralegal. The paralegal is not a lawyer, but it, is, it helps the lawyer, right? So the Holy Spirit is a helper. The Holy Spirit leads, guides, instructs, it teaches. Oh, we're going to go deep into this. This is just a, this is an appetizer. This is the appetizer. Pre-game warm-ups, you're exactly right. So, in the, in the distribution of all things to mankind, the Holy Spirit is the revealer of all things. I got the word for you, too. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of all things. Not, as the, not only that, but the Holy Spirit is what works all things in us. So, while the Father is a divine origin and the Son is the DNA, the Holy Spirit reveals all of that to us. Y'all ready? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit. Since the Spirit searches everything, y'all hear me? <laughs> Even the depths of God. So it says the spirit searches everything. The spirit is what does the investigation and gives it to you and teaches it to you. That's why we call the Holy Spirit the advocate. What is the job of an advocate? The responsibility of an advocate is to assist and to help and to get them anything that they need. Anything that you need to know and understand about the Father, about the kingdom, or about Christ, the Holy Spirit's job is to reveal it to you. It said, verse 11 says, for who knows a person's thoughts except his spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Oh, y'all don't, y'all, I wish y'all could see down the road. Verse 12, it says, now, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who comes from God so that we may understand what has been freely given to us. This is the job of the Holy Spirit, is to reveal the things that are freely given to you. The job of the Holy Spirit is to reveal everything that belongs to you, everything that you could possibly do in this kingdom. The job of the Holy Spirit is to work the will and the ways of the Father in you. Verse 13, it says, we also speak these things, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. When you teach somebody something, you want to make sure that you have spent time in the spirit before you teach it. This is not human intellect. That's why, when, when, that's why in scripture, we can look at the Bible, we can see Jesus Christ, but we can never see God's son there. We don't see Christ. Why don't we see Christ? Because as soon as you give us something physical, that's what our eyes see. That's what we tune into. You know how many people I've talked to and said that same thing to them? They, th they thought I was crazy. No, Christ is the son. Jesus asked Peter and the disciples, who do men say I am? Some say you, 
John the Baptist. Some say you Elisha. What did they do? They associated him with other men because they couldn't see in the spirit. What did Peter say? You are Christ, the son of the living God. What did Jesus say? Flesh and blood didn't tell you that. Flesh and blood didn't tell you that. There's no way that you looked at Jesus and saw Christ, the son of God in him. He said, flesh and blood didn't tell you that. Only person could have told you that is my father who is in heaven. That's what revelation is. Revelation is when you can pull back the spirit ram and see into it. <laughs> Verse 14, but the person without the spirit does not receive what comes from God's spirit. So if you don't have Christ, you can't even receive and understand the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is strictly there to reveal Christ and the Father and the kingdom. That's why in the Old Testament, they could do gifts, they could do miracles, they could do signs, they could do wonders, but the Holy Spirit was not there to develop their soul. They could not grab the, the life that was in Christ. And the scripture said that Christ was in them, but it was dormant. Because there had to be a sacrifice in order for us to, to retain Christ. So that's why the scripture says, but the person without the spirit does not receive what comes from God's spirit. Because it is foolish to him. Y'all sit up there praying to that invisible God. It looks stupid to him. Just like the children of Israel. They wanted a king that they could see. And they got a king that they could see, but they got enslaved too. It says he is not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually. Mm. It says he is not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually. Verse 15 said, the spiritual person, however, y'all gotta look at this, can evaluate everything. The spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything. Are y'all reading this foolishness? Okay. Because it says, yet he himself can be evaluated by anyone. Cannot be evaluated by anyone. So when you pray in the spirit and you get in the word and you hear, it's impossible for a natural man to evaluate you. That's why I can make a comment about what's going on in the government because spiritually, you evaluate stuff. All you gotta do is see is their conversation talking about Christ. All you gotta do is see, are they aligning themselves with the kingdom? If it's not aligning with the kingdom, then I can assess that. I can evaluate that. That's why you don't have to watch the news. You, you see what's going on. You don't have to get the whole story. All you gotta do is Hear the story, pray in the spirit, and he will tell you what is going on in that situation, that circumstance. That's why I tell y'all, y'all can say, look, we can pray for Ukraine. 
Why are we not praying for Russia? Somebody please tell me why we're not praying for Russia. Somebody please tell me why we're not praying for Russia. Because America made us think that Russia was the enemy and Ukraine was... We didn't consult the spirit because all you could know, it could be a ring of pedophile going on in the Ukraine and the father sent Russia. But you don't know because you're not praying in the spirit and you're not seeking his opinion about it. So we'll pray for Ukraine and we don't know what's going on in Ukraine. Prayers bouncing off the wall. Pray this, his will be done. In Russia and in Ukraine. John 14 and 26. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will do what? Will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have told you. John 16 and 15. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I told you that he, talking about the Holy Spirit, would take from what is mine and declare it to you. This is the job of the Holy Spirit, is to take everything that is from the Father, that is from the Son, that is in the kingdom, and declare it to us. So, in the, distribution of, in the distribution of all things to mankind, the Holy Spirit is the revealer of all things. It's the revealer of all things. It reveals the Father, it reveals Christ, it reveals the Son, it reveals the kingdom. And the job of the Holy Spirit, or better yet, our job is to commune with the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit could work everything in us, everything the Father wants you to have, everything that is in Christ, everything that is in the kingdom. It is your responsibility, your personal responsibility to pray in tongues. It is your personal responsibility to fellowship in the Holy Spirit so that those things can be revealed to you. The more time you spend in the Spirit, the further you see. The less time you spend in the Spirit, the less you see. The more time you spend in the Spirit, the more you understand. The less time you spend in the Spirit, the less you understand. And I got to tell y'all this way so you can understand that, look, if you have not spent adequate time in the Spirit, you, do, you have not earned the right to binge on Netflix. If I'm your apostle, you heard that. Because binging on Netflix, you can't grow. It's your responsibility to spend however powerful you want to be, you can be. However anointed you want to be, you can be. But it's going to be determined by how much you spend in the spirit. Y'all just got back from France. How many times you been to France, Kirby? That was your first time? Huh. I'll get back to that in a second. Hmm. 
Now, the Holy Spirit is more than just a spirit. Y'all ready for this? The Holy Spirit is a realm. It is a realm that we live in. It is a realm that we live in. It's not just a spirit. It is a realm that we live in. How do I know that? The Bible says that the kingdom of God, which is a spirit realm, is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a realm. It's not, a, it's not just a spirit. It is a realm that consists of presence and angels. In that realm, presence can rest on you. Out that realm, presence can. In that realm, angels can minister to you because you are heir of salvation. So as long as you are in the spirit, you can be ministered to in the spirit. But when you are out of the spirit, angels can't minister to you. Only thing they can do is convict you of sin, judgment, and righteousness. When we pray in tongues, we are praying in the spirit, right? So the moment you start praying in tongues, the realm of the spirit opens up over you. That's why in the book of Genesis, the Bible said that he said, let there, he said, let there be light. But he, the Bible said that the spirit hovered. It hovered. On the day of Pentecost, it said it rested. The Holy Spirit is a realm. And as long as we fall in line with the word, we can live in that realm. We can live from that realm. You can tell when you're out of, that's why the Bible says, don't exchange evil for evil, but evil for good. Why? Anytime someone is given evil, it tells you what realm they're operating in. He's telling you, the moment someone gives you evil, you give them good. Why? Because of the realm you live in. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. This is why the Bible tells us to walk in the Spirit. It's a realm. This is why the Bible tells us to live in the Spirit, because it's a realm. That's why the Bible says God is at work in you to work his will and his good pleasure. So he said, do all things without complaining and disputing so that you will be children of God displaying light. The moment you start complaining, you step out of the realm of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, and step in the unholy realm. Oh, we finna grow up. <laughs> you can tell when you're in the Spirit, and you can tell when you're out the Spirit. The moment you become disrespectful, you start backbiting, you start lying, you are in the realm of Satan. How else can we be led? Every instruction from heaven is to keep us baptized in the spirit. Before Acts 1 and 8, the scripture said, when you receive power, when you receive the Holy Spirit, power will come upon you and you will be witnesses. But the scripture prior to that, he said, John baptized with water, but I baptized 
with the Holy Spirit. Now, I know when you think of baptism, you're thinking about the little tin thing that they used to dip you in, but that ain't how it works in the Spirit, okay? Baptism is a continual, for us to be baptized in the Spirit, that means the presence is always there. For us to be baptized in the Spirit, that means we will have to sit there. We will have to remain there. The comparison, and I'm going to do a, 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 a demonstration of it, but the easiest way to compare it is you can take a cucumber and you can take a pickle. What's the difference between a cucumber and a pickle? What is baptized in? Same substance. It's the same thing, right? But one is baptized. So everything that's in that glass, in, everything that is in that uh, jar is in that pickle. And as long as that pickle is in there, it can continue to feed on what's in there. As long as you are in the spirit realm and you stay in the spirit, you can continue to pull from the kingdom of God. But the moment you step outside of that realm, you're a cucumber. <laughs> you ordinary. The father adds super to your natural. You could be listening to Tasha Cobb. The moment you put Beyonce on, you step out of the realm of the spirit and into the realm of darkness. I'm not telling y'all this stuff for no reason. You can't listen to that's secular music and be in the spirit. Well, I take that back. You can be in the spirit, but it just won't be holy. You're always in a realm. There's no neutral place on earth. You're either operating in the demonic or you're operating in, a, in, in, in the holiness of the Father. That's why the scripture said that he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness or the domain. He rescued us from the domain of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light. He took us from one realm and placed us in another. Oh, we just started. We just started. Matthew 6 and 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So if I'm a child of God, if I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ, it behooves me to seek the kingdom. Why? Because the kingdom is the realm that the presence lives in. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things will be added to us. Well, we just seen the scriptures say the Holy Spirit searches all things. The Holy Spirit teaches all things. Are we going to be better after this? why the Bible says he baptized us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Oh, I got to show you what that looked like because sometimes we're baptized in the Spirit and it feels good, but what don't feel good is that fire. <laughs> oh, it's that baptism of fire that grow you up. Oh, we're going to talk about it, I'm telling you. Because a lot of times y'all are running from the baptism of the fire. The Bible says that patience have its perfect work. Woo! Help us, Father. So, 
This is why the scripture says that all things work together for the good. Because if the Father is distributing all things to us, through Christ we're receiving all things, and the Holy Spirit is revealing all things, as long as we stay in the presence, we can receive all things. How do we miss stuff when we get out the Spirit? You get impatient. We get ungodly. We get unfocused. So, wrapping it up, the Father gives all things, through the Son, we receive all things as long as, watch this, we are in him. That's why the Bible says that we can ask these things in his name. You can't ask nothing in his name if you're not in him. If you're not living the life, you can't ask in his name. Verse 3, the Holy Spirit is the realm that releases all things. Four, spirit is indivisible because they work together, okay? The spirit realm works with our spirit to reveal to us who we are. Now, we have to stay in the spirit for the spirit to work in us. Y'all hear that? Okay. We have to stay in the spirit for the spirit to work in us. You can't be in the spirit, out the spirit. In the spirit, out the spirit. That's why the Bible says that a double-minded man is what? In all his way. You don't know what realm you want to live from. <laughs> you want to be for God, then you want to be for... We have to stay in the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, to live a spiritual life. The Holy Spirit resting upon us is the equivalent of us standing in eternity while we're in time and space. I know that's a deeper thought. We're going to break all that down. Like I said, this is the appetizer. I'm just introducing y'all to it. This is why the Bible says this, and I'll close. Hmm. The Bible said he rescued us from the domain of darkness. What's a domain? A territory, right? He rescued us from the domain of darkness, and he brought us into the kingdom of his son. But then the scriptures tells us this. Don't let anger, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. What happens when the sun go down? Say again. Mm, what happens when the sun go down? Darkness. Darkness. So he said, ain't nothing wrong with wrath, but don't let your wrath go over into another realm. Be angry, but sin not. So it ain't wrong with being angry at somebody, but the moment you see that anger taking you into darkness, you better abort it. That's why every sin that is written in the Bible is, is followed by, if you do these sins, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Which means that the, the, the more you live in sin, the Holy Spirit will not rest on you. If you live in sin, the Holy Spirit will not rest on you. The moment you enter into sin, the Holy Spirit leaves. 
That's why, Paul, that's why David said this. David said, created me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. Then he followed up by saying, don't take your holy presence from me. The moment you enter into sin, you walk out the realm of the spirit into, the demonic, into a demonic realm. Even with your thoughts. That's a tough one right there, ain't it? Even with your thoughts. You start gossiping in your head. You start being critical in your head. Am I right? And what does it tell you? What's feeding you? Because you know the Holy Spirit ain't doing that. Remember, 1 Corinthians 8 and 6 said, Yet for us there is one God, the Father. All things are from him, and we exist for him. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, all things through him, and we exist through him. But in order to complete that thing, okay, we have to understand what the Holy Spirit does in this. The Holy Spirit is not just a spirit. They rest on one person at a time. The Holy Spirit is the entire realm of angels and presence. That's why we have, watch this, four winds, seven spirits. We're going to talk about all of this. By the time we get done, you, your, your, your walk will be different. Your walk will be different, okay? Because the things that we allow to move us out the spirit, we have to stop that. Just, just a correction takes us totally out the spirit. An offense, you let an offense remove you from the realm of the spirit.